Hello and welcome. Welcome to you all. Oh, man. I slept in today. That's embarrassing. A lot of embarrassment today on this show. It is the 7th of July, 2021. I'm going to acknowledge the elephant in the room now and let you know that 51 years ago today, Hell on Wheels emerged into a hospital in Detroit, Michigan. Bon Secours Hospital was the place to be as a, uh, a, a mother, a sweet, sweet lady by the name of Bernadine Zaitunian. Push, Bernie, push! She's smoking a Merit cigarette. <sighs> My dad's like, come on! He's drinking an Altus beer bag. Come on, push, push! And then here comes Eric. Five-pound bag of sugar, bundle of joy, dark, dark brown hair covering his head, matted with fluids from inside of my mother, squeezed off and washed and rinsed and put into the arms of my beautiful, happy 30-something-year-old mother, my God, 51 years ago to the day. Oh, my God. Oh, it makes me so happy. I'm not going to, hey. Hold on. Let me officially get this thing started. Okay? That's what I'm going to do. This is Sexy Voice Andrea, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now with 50% less kidney. Still with 100% of the only organ that matters. I hope it was good for you. Makes me laugh. Makes me embarrassed every time. All right. Hey, this is The Daily Show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday, that is, right here. Thank you so much for being part of it. Yeah, so I, I can't imagine, um, you know, what it was like for my sweet mother. God rest her eternal soul. We lost her October 16th, 2020. My dad's still alive and kicking. Those two sweethearts at the time were in love. My dad might have been fallen out of love at that point. I don't know. That was eight years prior to him uh, flying the coop. Said, I can't take it anymore, Bunny. I cannot take it. I'm out, Bunny. And that was that. But yeah, so 51 years ago to this day, your old pal Eric was welcomed into the world. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on a second. I gotta go get a, a document, uh, a, an important document. Stay, stay right there. It just so happens that I stumbled upon my original, my original birth certificate, and uh, it's a bummer. I don't have a pair of glasses in front of me, but this is uh, the original document. So it's been taped together. Uh, certificate of live birth. Okay, I said Bon Secours. It was Sinai Hospital in Detroit. Eric Bernard Zaitunian. 2.06 p.m. So at 2.06, that's when I came bouncing into the world. Ber- 
My mom, it's, it's got her maiden name on here for some reason. I guess that that's what they asked for. Bernadine and Rising. 23460 Geneva is where we lived. Oak Park, Michigan. The house still stands to this day. It's like a 100-year-old house. Uh, Ruben Zaitunian. My mom was 33. My dad was 36. It says my dad's uh, state of birth. It says uh, Iran. My God. This uh, certificate of live birth was uh, notarized October 20-something, 1970. There you go. The original. Hmm. Uh, someone says, man, that door just opened and shut by itself. I think I know why. I think Daisy's there. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Hi, Daisy. Uh, I, got, I got news about my sweet Daisy here, which I think she's going to need a little boost getting up on the couch here because her li- for some reason she's uh, um, limping. Hang on. Yesterday, I don't I don't have too many stressful days these days. I'm not going to lie to you. By the way, Nick says she knows how to shut the door. No, the door closes by itself. Uh, Dirk says birthday, first, last, middle, mother's maiden name. Just go ahead and give away your social security number to shut up. Just shut it. God. Do you do you uh do you nitpick everything that comes out of my mouth, Dirk? Uh, more on Dirk. He, I was uh, I was I was wound up yesterday with a really really stressful afternoon, and uh, and and here's what I mean by that. Um, so yesterday was an ultrasound day for Daisy. By the way, Mark says fuck stuttering John. I got to talk about stuttering John here. I I do have an update for you. In fact, since you're right there, uh, let, let me start with that. No, no, no. I take it back. I'm going to stick to the plan. Holy shit. Yesterday was a day that we go, because uh, Daisy's been having this issue with these, uh, uh, what do they call them? Uh, kidney stones or bladder stones. And so the dog, it's, it's been like... <sighs> The vet tries to get rid of them on an, um, let, let her body uh, get rid of them. And what, what they do is they give the dog a special diet that um, will increase the likelihood that the dog's pee will dissolve the stones. Okay? And you, you put the dog on the diet for extended time. Then you take a, an ultrasound and to see if the stones are still there. Well, they are. So it didn't work. So the next step is we got to go in. They have to go in. They have to physically remove the stone. That's a surgery. Oh, God. You know, Daisy's seven, and bulldogs don't do that great under anesthesia. Daisy has in the past. She's performed well. Um, but, you know, as she gets older, it's, it's another year past. So there's always like, oh, boy, okay, all right. Um, so there's that. She has to have an operation on Monday. Also, I pointed out that she's got this lump on her front right leg. Daisy, Daisy does, and uh, I don't think you can see it, but um, it's a it hasn't it. Well, it just popped up. I was talking about this uh, not too long ago on another podcast. 
on an earlier podcast. So I'm like, where did this come from? Because I, I have, I know, I pay attention. And it isn't like it just snuck up or it was growing. If it had been growing uh, and getting bigger slowly but surely, I would have noticed it forever ago. It just kind of was there. So I'm like, what the hell is this? Okay, so the dog, or the dog, uh, the vet does a little thing where they stick a little syringe in there and they try to uh, get a little sample of that and then they look at it under a microscope. No big deal. Well, she comes back, she goes, I, you know, I couldn't get anything out of there. I couldn't, what the word, the term is aspirate. We cannot aspirate it. So that tells me it's a mass. And um, if, it's asp- if it's aspiratable, that usually means it's something that is uh, harmless, like a cyst or some type of fatty growth or something like that. It's not, likely not. So I'm like, oh boy. So we got to, she says, we got to go get it. I go, okay, all right, well, uh, and she says, how about the same day that the procedure is done in the bladder, we take care of the leg too. I go, okay, great, no problem, absolutely. That tech comes in and she goes, okay, I've got an estimate for you, cost estimate. You know, they always, they always, it's like, it's like, you know, buying a car or something like that. And she's got a look on her face like, <sighs> and I'm preparing myself. I'm like, don't react. Do not react. Just take it easy. This is not a problem. Size of the problem, Eric. That's what my wife tells the, uh, the uh, autistic kids. Size of the problem. Little. Your reaction. Big. We need the reaction to match up to the size of the problem. And she says, okay, uh, it's 1750 to 1850 is the estimate. Probably will be on the lower end of that. I go, okay, all right, no problem. Got it. Now, honestly, I was expecting $3,000. And to be honest with you also, I mean, this is why you work. This is why I work. This is why I say, hey, you know, thanks so much for all the support. It's, uh, it's helped take care of the vet bills. It, you, literally, you literally have. So it's fine. You know, that's, that's why life happens. So I, I shrug it off immediately. This is not a problem. And, uh, and so Dinah's like, are you okay? I mean, is that okay? I go, hey, this is why we, we hustle and grind. That's it. No problem. You know? I don't have any issue with this. Let's get this done. So the surgery for day, I'm more concerned about her health. I don't want something bad to happen. Uh, so I'm worried about how she'll respond to the um, sedation. I'm worried about um, what is what that is in her leg. So I'm like, this is not good. I've, I don't, well, I'm just concerned. I'm, I'm optimistic, um, but, you know, I was told, I was taught to um, expect the worst, but hope for the best. And that always seems to be a good way to go about this. So I'm like, oh, shit. So, okay, bring her home. She's fine. Uh, Day goes on. Today she wakes up. She's limping. I'm like, what are you limping for? What did you do? So I'm like, oh, God, please don't let this be the, oh, jeez. So I give her some gabapentin. I've got, I've got a, uh, with four dogs you 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 are bound i have an entire dog pharmacy and i know what every medicine does i know what interacts with what i mean seriously 
with four dogs, you always have leftover medicine. I've got dog narcotics everywhere. It's incredible how much medicine I have in this house for dogs. So, okay, give her some medicine. Good to go. All right. But the stress of the evening is compounded even more because I look at this pile of mail. And um, in this pile of mail, I'm like, okay, junk, junk. All right. No, that's a bill. That's a bill. I see something. Return address. I-R-S. I'm like, what is this? Hmm. So I open this thing up, and it's, uh, it's actually about 4.30 in the afternoon. I know because I called the Gins immediately. Tag accounting. I go, what's going on here? Now, just for a little history, when it came time for my taxes last year, I underpaid, first of all. didn't pay. I, I pay it every three months. Quarterly, you send the IRS a bundle of cash. Keep your taxes. So at the end of the year, you're not... You know, and then usually it works out to uh, maybe might get a, a little bit back. No big deal. Last year I underpaid and I overperformed and I did not know that I wasn't keeping track of it. Honestly, um, I just kept grinding, grinding, grinding the whole year. And then at the end of the year, when I'm uh, doing my um, uh, money coming in to the podcast, money leaving the podcast, I had uh, done Worked very, very hard, and I, I did great. I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea we were. I was doing this well. That is excellent news. I'm so happy. So much so that I made quite a bit more than my last year in radio. Now, truth be told, my last year in radio, uh, BBL had gave me a 50% uh, uh, salary cut because uh, they're assholes. Um, but still, I, I was like, that's, this is great. We are. I am making a living doing this. This is so exquisite. I am so happy. However, as I explained to you, when you buy health insurance on the marketplace like I did, there is a certain threshold. First of all, the government gives you a tax subsidy. They pay for part of your premium every month. Unless, and that's to keep you uh, insured, they pay for your monthly premium to, to a certain point. You pay the balance, and they pay for more of it. So that's, that's great, okay? Uh, you can say what you will about uh, buying insurance on the marketplace. It's been nothing but good for me. I've been very, very happy with it. However, the government sets it up. They go, okay, but if you make a certain amount of money, you got to pay that back at the end of the year. It's probably a good idea to kind of assess how much you're making during the year and adjust. I did not. I just waited to the end of the year, and then I told you I worked very, very hard, made more than I thought I was going to make. I passed the threshold, and so the government says, okay, sorry, you got to pay that subsidy back. And that's the rule. And I'm like, oh, shit, fuck. Well, good news, bad news. Uh, bad news, you got to – good news, you, you, you made more than you thought you were going to make. Bad news, you passed the, go- pass the government threshold. you got to pay us back. you got to pay the government back because they're like, fuck you. You're not struggling – Pay us back. So I'm like, all right, no problem. I'll pay you back. The government says, all right, you owe us $18,500. That is for um, the subsidy, and that is for underpayment of tax. So I go, okay, I'm with with it. I get it, no problem. So um, then as we approach that, the election happens. Well, the election had already happened, but Biden, with the pandemic, 
adjusted that threshold I was telling you about. He raised it. And what that did for your old pal Eric, and the Gins calls me up because you're not going to believe this. I go, what is it? He goes, you're off the hook for that subsidy. You don't have to pay that back now. I go, really? He goes, yep. So what was uh, federally an $18,500 tax bill? And I, uh, when I originally told the story, it was over 20000 That's because I mean, my state taxes were also in there, too. But federal was $18,500 I owed. So they go, uh, the government says, you don't have to pay back the subsidy. The Gins calls me up. He goes, yep. Um, so all you have to do is pay back um, the, your, your tax that you underpaid. So what was an $18,500 federal tax bill comes out to $5,900. I'm like, well, fucking hey, Hell, this is good. I'll take it, man. No, no big deal. So I paid that, paid that at the, uh, at the deadline, and off we go. I adjusted for this year so that I don't underpay again, pay a little bit more, get it right. Okay, come on now. You don't want to. You don't have a big bill at the end of the year, and then that's it. Free and clear. Paid my taxes uh, quarterly as I have. I've paid. Uh, I, I paid the underpayment for 2020, and I paid two quarterly tax bills this year. I'm good till September. All right, done. In this piece of mail, it says a, a number I've never seen before. And I was, I panicked and reached out to the kids. I go, what the fuck is going on here? It says, uh, all right, when you filed your taxes, Eric, you indicated on your return, you owe the U.S. government $32,000. What? I'm like, well, I've, I've never seen this before. I don't know what this means. And then it also said that I had paid off $5,900 in underpaid tax. And the subsidy was um, paid back by the government, the 13000 because of what I was explaining to you. So it shows my... It shows the original number that I was told I owed, which is eighteen thousand some hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. It shows that is paid off, subtracted from the thirty-two ish, and it says you still owe the federal government thirteen more thousand dollars due July twenty-seven. <laughs> With a hundred dollar penalty. What? What is this? No, imagine this. This is how my day went. I get the $1,700 bill uh, after I've been told my dog has a, an issue that needs to be taken care of. So that's a stress. And then the bill. So that was a stressor, too. I'm like, oh, boy, fuck, shit. Then, I, then you get the one from the IRS. That's a, that's a oh, God. So I, I, my hands started to tingle. I was like, what is going on here? I was having a, uh, a actual reaction to this news. And right away, the first thing I thought was, well, I'm not going to get to sleep tonight. There's no way I sleep. I'm going to be so worked up, and I, I should be concerned about my dog, and all I'm worried about is this tax bill. I'm like, okay, now I'm officially at, when I, okay, imagine this cup right here. The amount of stress going into the cup. Uh, Daisy illness, that fills it uh, halfway. Bill for the dog care goes right near the top, but I can handle it. I can I can handle the mug. And then you dump in thirteen thousand dollar bill from the IRS. It's pouring out everywhere. It's like oh shit, I can't handle it. So what did I do? I'm sitting there. I'm like, don't panic. Do not freak out. Don't yell at anybody. 
keep your stupid mouth shut. All the while, I'm dealing with Dirk, who's sending me... Uh, listen to this. Dirk sent me a story while this is all going on about a young kid in Michigan. The headline read, Kid gets second COVID shot, dies. He goes, see? The, 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 the shot killed him. I'm like, what, huh? Now, you've been hearing the story about there's a link between young people. CDC backs this up between young people and the inflammation of the heart. The heart gets irritated, either the pericardium or the myocardium. Gets inflamed and achy. Um, usually results in some type of uh, discomfort. Um, more often than not, leads to nothing. There have been cases where people have died from the vaccine. There's no question. That is proven. But Dirk writes while I'm dealing with this, see, this kid got his second shot and he died. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, so I read it. And then they haven't yet determined his cause of death. So I'm like, well, wait, how do you know this? You don't know shit. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, I, well, it just, it's, it's more than likely. I'm like, what? And then it reads that there was a preliminary autopsy on the kid, and it said that it said the kid had kid had an enlarged heart. And I go, well, first of all, we don't know. Second of all, an enlarged heart is not heart inflammation of the pericardium or the myocardium. It's very different. It's, enti- it's absolutely it's one million percent different. An enlarged heart is a big giant heart that shouldn't be that way. So. Who knows? First of all, you don't know and I don't know how this kid died. But I know one thing. The kid didn't die from inflammation of the heart. The kid died from an, from an enlarged heart. So this dummy is trying to tell me that uh, in a, a heart inflammation is the same as an enlarged heart. And I'm like, well, they're not. They're not at all. You understand I did, in fact, go to school uh, and, and learn quite a bit about the heart for cardiac rehabilitation. I am, I'm well aware of what... Uh, 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 inflammation of the myocardium and the pericardium is and it's not an enlarged heart ass hat so i'm dealing with him while i've got sick dog dog bill tax bill and i'm like you know what i can handle this i can still kick your ass like i do every time i talk to you about this shit I'm like ah, you know like I, like i want to deal with you you fucking moron the only saving grace on dirk was as i was bitching at him I saw another thing that I got in the mail, and this uh, pain in the ass sent me a device that will keep uh, frogs and mice and chipmunks from drowning in my pool, which is always a bummer. I mean, you know how I am with animals. Like, oh, shit. And what it is, is it's like a, a floating platform with a ramp that attaches to the side of the, to, to the deck. So the little guy goes, oh, fuck. And he sees it, goes, thank God, Dirk's here, shit. Little fucker, get up there, walk right up and get out. Thank you, Dirk. I appreciate that. You're still a pain in the ass. So then I, uh, regarding this tax bill, I call up the Gins. Tag Accounting. And uh, Ultra Sweet Barbara answers. She's Tag Accounting. I go, hey, it's Eric. It's Troy there. No, he'll be back tomorrow. I go, okay. She goes, is there anything I can help you with? I go, well, yeah, I think. I mean, we, you can try. I explained to her what's up. She goes, send me a picture. 
Send her the picture of the document. She kind of talks me down off the ledge, but can't give me all the information I need. And all I'm hoping for is enough information. All I want is, a, oh, hey, don't even worry about it. We got it taken care of. It's not a problem. That's all I want. So that I can lay down and go to sleep. She can't. I got back. So today is the day. Today is the day when I find out from the Gins what's going on here. Because I, like I said, I've never seen these numbers before. Uh, all I know is that the Gins said to me, hey, this is your tax bill. Send a check made out to this amount, to this entity, the federal government, and off you go. And then that's it. Okay, done. So it was a shock to my dear old pal Eric's system. No question. So what did I do? I did what any true champion does when he's training for the race of a lifetime. He went out, I went out and I, and I ran. And uh, it was an absolute slog. I think I might have gained 10 more pounds from the weekend. We are now, I uh, just started week number two of a 16-week training plan. And, um, oh, embarrassing. It was super hot yesterday and uh, did my workout the way I was supposed to. Uh, everything went as planned. It was just slow. It was just a slow, slow uh, endeavor. But I'm like, and then I'm finishing the workout and I go, you know, you really got to shed at least 20. In 15 weeks, in 15 weeks, you have to drop 20 pounds. You might be like, oh, Zane, you don't, you don't look heavy. No, seriously, it is all around my midsection. It is an absolute spare tire. It's horrible. Like, if I drop 20 pounds, that's going to make me zippy. I need to drop some weight. So, in my mind, as I'm thinking about the stressors that I had during the day, and again, I have not overreacted one bit. And, okay, but the only overreaction was the next step of the story. And it wasn't even an emotional overreaction. It was a food overreaction. Because I'm going around the track and go, okay, man. Egg whites. No more sugar. No more fried foods. You're going to have to start to eat like a normal human being. Well, that isn't normal. You're going to have to start to eat like an athlete. The, the pristine athlete that you are. Uh, as we raise money for the AT Children's Project. So I commit to it right there on the track. I go, I'm done. I am done eating like a dick. That's it. Now, how many times have we been through this? You and I have talked about this so many times. It has been, I commit in maybe half a day, maybe a day, and in this case, a couple hours, because I got home. I'm starving. And the, okay, if you decide to commit to appropriate eating and your fridge and your pantry is full of garbage, you are not going to eat appropriately. You are going to eat the garbage. You need to take everything in your fridge, everything in your pantry, and throw it in the garbage. Throw it away. Get rid of it. And then start. But first, buy some food that you can actually eat. So I'm hungry. And what, what an overpowering sensation that is. And I'm like, okay, man, get after it. And I go, I'll tell you what, Eric. This... Hey, Eric, what? It's time to eat. No, no, I already committed an hour ago. I'm not going to eat poorly. Yeah, yeah, I know. But what's, what's one more? You don't have shit in the fridge. 
What's one more day going to hurt? No, no, I'm in charge. Okay. Well, why don't you eat this hummus? Uh, uh, evil Eric, that's, uh, that's not bad, you know? Okay, I, I, th- I think that's uh, steeped in nutrition. I'll have some hummus with these crackers. No, 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 I've got some carrot sticks in there. No, 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 no. Eat the crackers, asshole. Well, all right, maybe just a few. boy. And that started it, man. It's, it's these uh, f- uh, flat, they're like crackers, but they're, they're pretzels, okay? Oh. And these, it's got like a cracked pepper salt on them. Oh. So half a bag later, half a thing of hummus later. I'm like, oh, here we go. Did it. And then uh, 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 Madison walks in the room. So, Daddy, I, I, hey, I, if you're hungry, I'm like, oh, no, this is it. This is a big one. You can eat my B-dubs. It's in the fridge. See, there it is. Boneless uh, wings with sauce and ranch and uh, cheese curds. Fried cheese curds. I'm like, that's what you want, asshole. Get after it. Get in the fridge and eat that shit right now. Boy, did I murdered it and all the while i'm like oh it feels so bad it's terrible oh my god i'm such a loser oh i was in a uh a text exchange with mike ball who's just he's, he's uh he's really screwing with my brain so another failure on consumption so that was it man then i'm like i'm not gonna get to sleep there's no way I'm uh, I'm finishing my last bite at like 10:30 at night. Oh, and then in the freezer we've got these. Uh, uh, when you buy them, they're liquid, and then you throw them in the freezer, and they freeze solid. All these delicious colors, Kool Aid. You know the popsicles. You you snip off the, you squeeze it, or and then the the purple or the red or the it comes out, and oh my, I, I had two of those pure sugar. Uh, nighty night, time to go to bed. What a garbage dumpster I am. <sighs> two. Can't just be one. It's got to be two. Stress eating. Off to bed. How am I going to sleep? Three melatonin. Fell right to sleep. No problem. Wake up. First thing I think about tax bill mystery. What's going on there? So. As soon as I get done with this podcast, I got to reach out to the Gins. Tell me what's happening here, please. I have Dear Meathead happening in 28 minutes. If you have a question for Dad, send it along on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com, about any topic for my sweet 87-year-old father. Another rip-roaring edition of Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Happens in just a bit. That inbox again, eric at ericzaneshow.com, the Shoreliner Striping inbox. Shoreliner Striping, they sweep parking lots, and then they paint the parking lots. When I say paint, I mean stripe it. Uh, make a great first impression with your customers. Shorelinerstriping.com. All, all one thing. Shorelinerstriping.com. Of course, it's all one thing. When you put a URL in, there's no spaces there. Come on. 
Um, all right. They also uh, stripe athletic fields, too. Shorelinerstriping.com. Travel all around Michigan and in some cases beyond. Just reach out for a quote. I've got merch for sale. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch and off you go. Shop to your heart's content. Nine different styles. My favorite is the Zany Bunch, which features all of the pets on there. Uh, glorified the uh, immortal face of Buddy Bobcat Face, who passed away some time ago. He's on the shirt. Diana and I are there. A whole slew of other designs. EricZaneShow.com. And the open of this podcast. Brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Thank you so much. If you need a mortgage, call upon Mario and uh, pick his brain about uh, possibly signing up. I'm not saying you just do it sight unseen, uh, but just uh, hear what he has to say. You know, go ahead and talk to anybody else who might uh, be able to do a mortgage for you. I am. I suspect Mario will win that fight. And then uh, you will make him very happy, which in turn will make me very happy. 231-332-6505. If you are in the market for a mortgage, could be your 10th mortgage you've ever gotten. Could be if, uh, your first mortgage. Could be a great credit score, terrible credit score. It doesn't matter. Mario will work with you. Honestly, some of you cannot get a mortgage. Not yet. Don't be discouraged. There is a way through this. If your credit score is in the, dump, uh, in the dumper and you just can't get a mortgage right now. Mario can help you with the necessary steps to help you navigate that. He's been there, and he can help. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. All right. August 8th. That is the next paintball war at TC Paintball. Sunday starts at 5 p.m. Sunday, August 8th. Pizza party to start from BC Pizza in Grand Rapids. They are on Lake Michigan Drive. And then... We start. We have potential to have our biggest crowd ever. Gabe the Honduran is back in the U.S. And he, I think, is bringing four or five pals with him. Really happy to hear that. Gabe the Honduran is a sweet dude. Nice guy. He reached out to me and said, hey, man, I'm coming. Throat Slash Dale's going to be there. I'll get Ben to be there. Uh, The Tarantula Farmer. Kevin Kuypers. Possibly Tyler K. Cure? Is that how you say it? Uh, Walgrave may be there. I think Walgrave's coming in from Kalkaska for the Eric Zancho podcast Zaniac Appreciation Party on Saturday, which got, I got to get going. It's already Wednesday. Holy crap. I have nothing prepared for the party. I got to buy a whole bunch of ingredients for the Slaughter of the Turks Armenian um, uh, shish kebab. And the Slaughter the Turks Armenian Meatballs. So much food to make for you all. And let me tell you something. For the party Saturday, uh, I'm working. I am uh, uh, manning the grill and making sure I do not screw up the food. So if I suddenly seem like I'm preoccupied, it's because of the food. I am trying to make sure that you have a great party. Uh, I think we are doing a trivia contest. Melinda reached out to me. From Tennessee, she's making the trip up with her lesbian lover and her friend, and uh, and I think maybe Kenny. Kenny might be planning a, a visit with her, and I think he might. If that's the case, he'd be keeping it a secret. But I think the cat might be out of the bag. I don't know. That's just my speculation. 
Melinda's friend is a super great trivia player, supposedly. And Melinda wants to see how I would do against her friend in trivia. So I'm like, well, yeah, sure. I mean, if you want to host a game, a trivia game, I will be happy to hammer your friend and make her humble. Uh, if she's probably a little bit cocky and thinks she's something special, I am great at trivia. I always have been, and I will destroy her. Okay? All right. But what's in it for me? You and your lover have to scissor right there on the deck of the pool. Yeah, oh, there's going to be kids. It's going to be weird. I don't want a sex scene going on. So no sex. The hot tub is closed. All right. <sighs> Boy, I just got I feel so much better. I, I felt terrible um, from the time I found out about the tax bill to now. Sarah Rook Rock Rooch says, I'm bringing bacon wrapped Smokies. Oh, my God. Yeah, y'all got to bring something. People's like, what should I bring? It's like, I don't know. You do it. It fucking doesn't matter. It just brings something. Uh, uh, Tim K says, I'm bringing a cake. He goes, is anybody bringing a cake? I go, I don't know. Maybe. Who gives a shit? Uh, if you are, well, well, then we'll just have two cakes. I just realized that this podcast is listed as Tuesday Live with Eric Zane. That's stupid. Wednesday Live. I think I think it might be okay now. Jason says, "Oh sweet mother, I got to get this work day uh, cuz the Schaefer suddenly said, "Yeah, I'll be there." And then he said, uh, "I'm not going to be there." Uh Shelly says, "Jessica, Jessica." Yes, Jessica is is coming, but she's uh she I don't think that she's the person I'm talking about on the trivia. I think that Melinda's it's Melinda, lesbian scissor partner. Jessica who is great friend of the show, and then the person that I don't know. I think that's who I'm taking on in trivia. Jonathan writes this nicely. Thank you. Uh, this podcast, I think he's pretty new, Jonathan G. is Jonathan Gruber. This podcast is woefully underrated. He writes, I was a big fan of Eric when he was on the Freeburn Hot Wings show. I didn't even know about this podcast until a week ago. I'll be sharing this. Well, that is very, very kind. And that brings me to this. There are numerous ways you can help my podcast grow that don't cost a dime. You know, I'm uh, constantly talking about, hey, buy a T-shirt, hey, sign up for the Patreon. Um, but look, you know, you if you can, you can. I don't make a, I don't, I try not to go overboard on that, and I try to make sure that I over deliver on what you pay for. I'm not a beggar. I'm not the guy to say, give me money, give me money, fuck that shit. Uh, I throw it out there, and uh, it better be good. If it's not good, I'm, I ain't going to get paid. Uh, if I ever don't get paid on Patreon, that's because I'm not trying hard enough. It's a, it's an Eric problem. It's not an audience problem. It always will be. So I'm always like, give it to him, give it to him, give it to him. Um, but there are numerous ways you can help me that don't cost a dime. And the latest one is subscribing to the audio podcast on multiple platforms. If you go to... Um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, any audio platform, and you hit the subscribe button, every time you do that on each platform, I get two pennies. I'm not kidding you. I actually get two cents. 
that's a relatively new thing. Um, that that comes to us from uh, like you, you'll you'll notice that when you start the audio podcast, you'll hear like an ad for like Lowe's or Home Depot or something like that. That's that talking to you. That's whenever you hear that, you Eric just got two cents. So on the audio podcast, there, there's that. That's awesome. That is called uh, DAP, direct or dynamic ad placement. So that's great. That doesn't cost you anything. All you have to do is subscribe. Also extremely helpful on the live streams, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. When you like it and you share the Facebook live, it's it, um, especially the share, it shows the people that are in your stream, in your feed, hey, this is the show I listen to. Um, now, double-edged sword, they may see that and go, wait a second, this guy swears like an idiot. What are you doing sharing this shit? Ah, uh, fuck him. Whatever. Uh, when you share it and more people see it, we run the uh, possibility that more people will come on board. Like, um, you know, our latest listener, Jonathan, one of our latest, li- uh, one of our latest listeners. Can't talk. Excuse me. Uh, on Twitter, a Periscope video. If you retweet it, same thing. Retweet it with a snarky comment. That's first of all, that's fun. You're making fun of me. And then people see that and maybe turned on to the show. And then, of course, uh, that is brought to you by Blue Frost IT. All right. The managed IT service provider for this show. YouTube sponsor starting Monday. Brand new sponsor. I just got work very hard getting it. Some of you have an idea of who it is. But uh, I've been working this guy since November. November. That's how long a lot of these uh, turnarounds take place. You got to finesse that shit. So that's December, January, February, March, April, May, June. About eight months. I'm so proud of that. Uh, on, on YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, bell notification, and hit the thumbs up button. Thank you very much for that. And that's it. I'm on Instagram, brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Eric Zane Show on Instagram. All right. Here be Rabbit, who is relatively new. I, I don't know the actual name of this person, but I Here Be Rabbit seems like a new person. Writes, Greg and Chris will bring the passive-aggressive Frito pie to the party. You know, that one, seeing that, I want to participate in the jokes. I would love to join that bet with you, but it's better to just flush that that is i want to go and i don't want to go and agitate any more than i already have in my life mark who's a uh, who are these podcasts pal writes you're not begging for super chats that brings me to my uh, stuttering john talk mark also writes free beer will bring his 20 year old girlfriend that is that is not fair. There is no way that that is. Uh, I don't know anything about that. I don't think that that is the case. What are you guys doing? What is going on here? Everybody's taking shots at these guys. Aram writes, Freeburner Wings treat their VIPs like crap. What the fuck? 
So you're talking about passive aggressive Frito pie and 20 year old girlfriends and, and, uh, and treating that is, you know, I don't, I don't believe a word of that. None of that is true. Come on guys, get it together. Move it along here. Let's focus. I was majorly excited when last week Stuttering John reached out to me. He goes, yeah, good job on getting 96 views on your video. And I'm like, holy shit, John just reached out to me and he's busting my balls, no doubt, in response to me making fun of him on Who Are These Podcasts. That's cool. So I go, oh, man. And then he goes, hey, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I go, yeah, I got I'm like, you can't even be mad at that. I said you were better than Opie. And he's like, yeah, I, I get it. No big deal. So, um, got to quit looking at these comments you guys are making me laugh enough so throwing me off i'm like holy shit stuttering john this is my chance and then he 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 writes come on my show i'm like okay yeah uh and so i'm like i had uh I, i i brought this up on the who are these podcast discord i brought it up with carl i sent him the dialogue on the this is all comments on a youtube video he reaches out to me and says, okay, if you want to, we got to set this up, call my agent. And he gives me a email address. So I reach out to the agent. And um, as yesterday is getting closer and closer, that was the day we were supposed to podcast. And then this guy, this Dante guy, his agent reaches out and he goes, uh, I have no idea why he is telling you to reach out to me. I have nothing to do with booking people on his show. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I don't know either. Very, very strange. So then Carl reaches out to me and he goes, you're not talking to John. And I go, what? He goes, that's either someone who set up a sock account or a fake account or whatever, or sometimes he gets hacked. You are not talking to John. And I'm like, oh, and with just a mild bit of investigation, a small amount of investigation, I see he is correct. And I'm like, Jesus. I go, this is embarrassing. I go, I could have done this investigation one second after I got the first message from him and would have spared everybody all of this. Everybody was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. No, it's not. It's not even him. It's an absolute abortion. Hell, I even talked to uh, Ed Ryan from Radio Inc. Magazine. Now I don't know what, who's what. Maybe I wasn't even talking to Ed. Uh, people, so whoever this was is fucking with me. I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. I, I told that Ryan, I go, yeah, but studying, stuttering John and I, we're 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 gonna talk together about all this shit on who are these podcasts? It's gonna be great. I'm gonna, oh, I don't even, I'm an idiot. That's what this is, an absolute idiot. So I'm like licking my wounds, uh, embarrassed. Uh, some of the some of the folks on who are these podcasts who listen to that show were sending me like, hey John, hey Eric, ask John this question, and they weren't even being dicks about it. They were actually honest, honest questions, thoughtful questions that I could ask him. Carl was going to record some audio for me, and then he's the one who blew the lid off. He goes, yeah, dude, I, I took a look at this. This is not fucking John. It's not even him. Shit, this is embarrassing. Okay, dear meathead, in a few minutes, twelve minutes away, eleven minutes away from talking to my dad. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. I want to get into this uh, LeBron James story. Okay. 
Hold on a second. Where is it now? I lost a damn thing. LeBron James is back in uh, his hometown of whatever Ohio, where, you know, he's the biggest fish. Uh, he um, is attending a youth basketball tournament in which his son, Bronny, Bronny James is participating. Okay? Now they're playing at uh, LeBron James Arena, which is on the campus of the school that LeBron James went to, St. Vincent St. Mary's High School. And LeBron James is sitting there watching the game. It is a uh, close game, and these are very, very skilled players. Can you imagine if uh, if Bronny James, the son of LeBron James, like sucks, you know? I mean, as soon as he starts bouncing, it goes off his toe or, you know, it's it's he can't. He double dribble, uh, uh, you know, no, no defense whatsoever. He's just standing there. And anytime he does pay, play defense, he kind of like sticks his leg out to trip the guy as he runs by. Every every shot he puts up, clank, hits the bottom of the backboard, air ball. You know, people are booing him. They're like, you suck shit, Bronny. He's like, oh, God, I'm not like my dad. I'm terrible. Now, I have, uh, for a long time, have not been able to stomach LeBron James. There was a moment after the, uh, not this most recent basketball season, which is culminating right now, but last year when the Lakers won it. LeBron James got on the mic and he says, yeah, it's a, I want my, I want my damn respect. I want my damn respect. And it's like, what the fuck says that? I want my respect. Well, I don't think anybody, I mean, you're, I would say that he is, I mean, I don't even like him. And I know that he is arguably one of the greatest basketball players of all time, probably top five. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know shit about shit, but I mean, you got to figure Michael, Michael Jordan, uh, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, um, uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, uh, LeBron. That's these are is a moving. Uh, by the way, how many of you impressed that I pull those names out? Uh huh. How about that? By the way, Isaiah Thomas is underrated. I don't give a shit what you say. That guy was a dream to watch. Excuse me. Uh, Kareem, he's in that too. Okay. So LeBron's there. Team got eliminated by the very good Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs. So he's got time to see his kid, Bronny, play. Um, the PA announcer... Okay, Bronny got a foul call. So um, maybe he had the ball and uh, he was fouled. So he someone fouled Bronny. Now the story says the PA announcer said something into the mic, which went out to all the spectators. Okay, in-house announcements, similar to what your old pal Eric does. Well, that's exactly what I do. And... I don't know if it's because it was a uh, person who's not a professional or what, but uh, I I cannot imagine the PA announcer 
in a game that isn't like a, 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 a ex- I mean, it, it, this is a real game for these young people. This is serious. It's a close game, and it's it's tight, and everybody's working really hard, and it's high tension. And the PA announcer says that Bronny James got a foul call because he was playing in the gym with his dad's name on it. <laughs> Can you imagine? What? What the fuck is this guy thinking? LeBron James is seated right there. The young bunch, a young kid on the court. I don't give a shit if he is incre- going to be incredibly wealthy one day. Uh, why would you? Why would you embarrass the kid and LeBron with that? I mean, what the fuck? And in and Le- LeBron can very easily. I mean, he's in charge of the whole fucking show. It, it, the name, the arena's got his name on it, just like the guy said. But you don't say that, you asshole. And people who send me this, including uh, idiot Mike Ball, uh, he said, dude is an asshat. No, I guess I don't know if he means the PA announcer or LeBron. I should probably reach out to that pain in the ass and get his take on this. More birthday wishes. Thank you. To Lisa from Doggone Spoiled Dog Sitting. Thank you to Justin. My brother Paul. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you, COVID Tom. My sweet stepsister Sue. Happy birthday. My my lovely wife, of course. My brother. He always writes little brother. Happy birthday, little brother. I hope your day is filled with joy. I'm super proud to be your brother. That's like the nicest thing I've ever heard. Thank you. That is like the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me, period. You are very sweet, period. I appreciate that, period. I love you too, period. Have a nice day, period. Uh, I used to always get, like, awkward when I'd say I love you to my brothers. I don't know why. Hold on a second here. I got to get Mike Ball on the phone here. Get some clarification from this idiot. Hey, Mike, I'm podcasting. How are you? Good. How are you? Not bad. Hey, how was the run? What, what are you doing there? Just drop the phone? I just pulled over. My God. Um, how was the run with your uh, very kind son, Evan? Uh, felt like I was running with a wet sheet over me. That wasn't that terrible. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, okay. So the shit talking continues for you and I for another day. That's fine. Uh, of course, I'll do it for the AT kids. I am not slacking on that. They are still building that. I, I want you to know I have not dropped the ball on that. I believe, well, yeah, maybe I believe you. But no, okay. you should. You okay. should. You should absolutely believe me. So you sent me a story about LeBron James? Yes. Okay. Now, And you wrote, dude is an asshat. Who do you think is the asshat in that story, LeBron or the PA announcer? Uh, I've got no love lost for LeBron, so I, in my view, the guy can't do anything right anymore. I'm so beyond sick of him for the last decade that 
Well, I don't like anything he does. Just pisses me off again. So I don't, I don't like him either. But and and I haven't even revealed that part of the story. LeBron James, after that a PA announcer said, "Yeah, Bronny got that call because he's in the arena that's named after his dad." If I'm LeBron, I because he got up and and uh, said, "Hey, what the hell?" He walked across the court and said, "Come on, man, knock it off." Um, I, I think I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I can't blame him for that, but it's—I don't know—he just got this track record of woe is me all the time. Yeah, the guy just can't keep his mouth shut for two seconds, and everything's always got to be about him and make I, a scene. And yeah, but you know. th- I think that this what this shows is it kind of shows that you're a little stupid because you can't discern, you can't look past that on this particular issue, like a brilliant person like me and see that he's right, you don't have enough strength to actually pull yourself away from the emotional uh, hatred you have for the man to say he's right. Now, why is that? Why? Why? I mean, seriously. That's coming from a guy who can't even freaking park a car on a trailer. All right. Yeah, that was a little bit of a, that was, a, that was called an accident. Accident happens once, maybe twice. But how many times you say this happened? Three. Yeah, three times. Uh, they, they were a little different each time, but the end result is the same: destroyed front bumper. Dear God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm dumb. You're smart. Yeah. You know everything. Your opinions are right. Yeah. We're all stupid. Okay. Continue on. Yeah. How 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 can you not discern? In this particular case, I mean, how can you look? It's like uh, I, I, it's kind of like it's a, it's a reflection of your general. Uh, I mean, everything about you. It seems like it. Uh, you you can't, you know, pull yourself back from the emotional draw of hating on LeBron James to say because you're not intelligent enough to figure that out that he's actually correct and it's okay for him to confront the PA announcer. Well, sometimes in life, not everything needs to be about you. So sometimes you just have to, like, shrug it off, maybe put a little look on your face, sit in the stand, and go, yeah, whatever, you know. Okay, so but, okay, let's say you won $10 million, $10 billion, and you bought Michael Ball track, okay? And then your son Evan was on it. And then something happened uh, that uh, – uh, and you and the same thing happened. The PA announcer said, "Oh yeah, Evan Ball. He only got that because the track's named after his dad." And you're sitting right there. You're telling me you wouldn't get up and say, "What the fuck?" Are you the same guy that talked about like hockey parents and all that that would just go crazy over every little thing that happened to their kids? Uh, They're like the lawnmower parents. Not the this? same. Or is this another one of those? This is a different. This is a different case, isn't it? Not the same, dickhead. Because the PA okay. announcer is actually making the comment. So do you go? Well, I already know the answer to this, but every time somebody makes a comment about you online, you're just gonna go. Throw on the armor and go battle them on that. Too oh, well, whatever. I mean, over every little thing. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But this isn't about me, you stupid caveman who can't fucking formulate a thought. It's about the kids. You're an well, idiot. I think that kid's gonna be so screwed up as it is already. That you what? <laughs> you mean you mean Bronny? Bronny James? Bronny. <laughs> Bronny's got no chance. Now I agree. He's like he, Michael Jackson's kid. Yeah. Or any of that. He's, he's got no chance. 
Can you now I was talking, can you imagine if he's like shitty at basketball? How much how much how oh. terrible that Who was that Pete Rose Jr. that just kept trying and trying, just couldn't oh. could never flounder out of the minors? I can't they I mean are you telling me that Pete Rose named his kid Pete Rose? Yeah. <laughs> Played like 15 years in the minors, I think, something like that. Just, you know, wow. Was basically there because he had his, had the name. What do you think about the Tigers? They've been playing better baseball. They have. They have. They got a manager that cheated the Dodgers out of the World Series title. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they hired the right guy for sure. I think they're going to give them a few years and they should be able to turn it around. Are your Dodgers playing well this year? They're playing excellent. They got the third best record in baseball right now. Lost two in a row here to the Marlins, but that's okay. We're, we're doing good. They got a lot of injuries they're fighting through, but. All right. All right. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I thank you for uh, contributing to the show with this conversation. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Patty. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Talk to you. All right. Bye. Yeah. Mike Ball, quite a talent. Very funny. My dad is next. Questions, Eric at ericsaintshow.com. Real quick, Horizon Hydroponics. Growers 101 happens with John from Horizon Hydroponics tomorrow. Look for it on Facebook. If you're growing anything, call upon the experts at Horizon Hydroponics. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. Buy online. Uh, coupon code ZaneShow at checkout will save you 10%. Orders two fifty and over, shipped anywhere in the USA for free. You can also buy it online and pick it up at any of their locations. Grand Rapids on Alpine, Growers Outlet, Byron Center, Kalamazoo, and Lansing. Thank you to Horizon Hydroponics. Thank you to Joe Martinez. He's just committed to another quarter of marketing. That makes me happy. Because I've got vet bills and apparently large tax bills to pay. What? A and E, heating and cooling. Call or text Joe, 616-516-8579. If you need an air conditioner installed, call upon Joe. And the process is simple. First of all, I, I do recommend that you get two other estimates so you feel good about what's going on here. You don't want to just... Nobody, nobody just gets goes. Yeah, I guess you can just call upon Joe. I mean, that would make him happy and me happy, and I, and you will get the lowest price possible. But if you're not sure, get a couple estimates from doesn't matter who, okay, and then get Joe third, and then give him the old Eric surprise if he doesn't happen to beat the uh, one or both of those prices uh, estimated by the other two. Eric Zane says you're going to beat these two prices, and he'll go I I Chihuahua. He'll beat. He will beat the other guys. And he installs the number one rated air conditioner in the business, the Comfort Maker brand. So you're getting the best installed by the best for the lowest price. What the hell? How is that even possible? That's because Joe, has, you know, he does not rely on paying a ton of people. It's, you know, he, do, he grinds. He hustles and grinds. He is the epitome, the epitome of the American work ethic, okay? With Latino flair and machismo. A-N-E, heating and cooling, 616-516-8579.
You can also call him for an after-hours service call if you get in the weeds for whatever reason. But like I've said before, he's going to bend you over the pinata to get that done. And just like all of my sponsors, if you have a complaint with the show and you try to cancel me by calling the sponsors, they will tell you to go fuck yourself. True story. Uncancelable. That is a good feeling to have. Dear Meathead is brought to you by JM Synthetics. Online at jmsynthetics.com. Call Jason up. 616-747-0233. Good morning. Hey, Dad. Sorry I'm late. Yeah, you are. You prob- are you ready? Yeah, oh, I'm ready. I'm on right now. You probably thought, oh, my God, he forgot me. Oh, no. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Hi, man. Oh, thank you, Dad. Thank you, Joanne. Hey, you're welcome, honey. You're thanking us for that? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, 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 wow. You know what's crazy is uh, I actually have in front of me, I was sharing it with the audience, my my original birth certificate in front of me. And uh, it, you know, it, it talks about um, the time of birth it was. Uh, it says two oh six in the afternoon. You're just a crappy kid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you were. You were uh, thirty six years old. Wow! And do you know how much hair you had? Yeah. Well, that's that's what I've been told. I had a full head of hair. You had a huge amount of hair. Wow! It, it lasted one year. The next year. It wasn't there anymore. Now, Dad, back then, um, did they allow uh, dads into the delivery room? I really have no recollection of that. Really? You don't recall? No. <laughs> I don't know about the delivery room. Um, I, I don't know. Because I remember. Forget, I was an insurance agent on the road 24 7. Well, yeah. Does that mean. Are you. Si- are you saying? I make a living to wait a minute. Raise you. Are you saying you were selling insurance? Are you saying that you were like uh, making on an insurance call when I was born? Did a what? So you were on an insurance call when I was born? Is that what you're saying? No, I was an insurance call. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, I don't remember how it was. Wow. Okay. All right. That's that's like new info. That was a lot of years ago. You think I want to remember that? Yeah. I well, I mean, you. Well, can, I wasn't on a call, Dad. I mean, you. Uh, yeah. The reason why I think that you would remember it is because you remember that time when you kicked that guy off the bridge in Iran. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you don't remember when I was born. Well, that was. Uh, I mean, from my birth, like uh, era. Well, yeah, it was considerably longer. Uh, I, I, I have some recollections of your birth, honey, but I don't remember all the details. 
That was at a time when you could like smoke in the waiting room, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Isn't, oh yeah. Isn't I that? I might even have that drink in my hand. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, I mean, they you could like just smoke if you were if you were in the delivery room, you could probably have a cigarette. Yeah, and I was dressed up very suavey, probably. I don't know. Dre- <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, um, yeah, 36 years old. You were, I mean, that for back then, that's actually pretty old to have a child. And my mother. Well, hey, I was a busy guy. And my, <laughs> and, uh, and my, and my mother, God rest her soul, was 33 on that day. And she, wow. she was only eight days from her 34th birthday. Because what, are you recorded all this information? Well, no, I just know that her birthday is the 15th of July. Well, I know you knew that. Yeah, so she was just about to turn 34. You were 36. Uh, you, you don't remember what the hell happened, uh, but... Oh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you sure got your arm cracking up. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's remarkable. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right, let's well, see. Well, hey, celebrate it well, honey, and I'm proud of you. And I'm so grateful to God that he gave you to me. Well, yeah. And uh, to Joanne and, and enjoy having you all along, especially the last weekend. Oh, that was spectacular. But we had, uh, we ha- I was just talking with the audience about yesterday. I mean, yesterday I was talking with the audience about um, what went down when uh, uh, we had that deal where that, that guy was so upset and we, al- we almost got into a fight, Dad. Uh, what happened there anyway that, well if you remember uh the vehicle got stuck and the guy was yelling at yeah, us yeah yeah and uh yeah and then you 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 said to the guy well actually you were the first one to talk you said yeah we don't need the lecture well i was kind of i was just uh watching you bringing my personality oh yeah well that was the start uh, of it you know, I, I was a little uh, frightened of that because well, we were outnumbered well well no we weren't we had they had well he had another guy there you were there you had the stick uh i it was me my, i would have really my my weapon was a great weapon yeah would you have you you would have taken the stick and hit him <laughs> uh, <laughs> well but that hey, was uh, uh, that, that uh, passed. I was worried about your daughter, about your daughter, your wife being stuck over there for oh, life. Oh yeah, that yeah, she was freaking out. That was that was bad. But yeah. we, we ended up figuring it out. It was it turned out to be a really good adventure. At the time, I was upset, but now that we're uh, so long past it, uh, uh, you know, Joanna and I have been on that road before when we snowmobile. Yeah, it used to be state land, but it was sold. Yeah. It was sold to that guy, and but we didn't know that. We had no idea. Oh. And I didn't know that he had the right to put a gate in there. Yeah, he bought the land, so. Oh, I see. Yeah. All right, Dad, I got some questions here. Uh, Tony writes this. Uh, uh, be advised, this is a little weird. Uh, he says, uh, dear Meathead, what would you do if in your laundry in your laundry room you found a pair of pants filled with poop? Ask... <laughs> Well, asking if I found it, I just fold it all up without touching it, and I throw it in the garbage. He says, asking for a friend. I'm sorry. He said he's asking for a friend. 
And then he said he signed it, Tony. So that's what Tony wants to know. What you would do? Would you? Would you? Uh, would you save the pa- try to save the pants? Or would you, and you? You said you would just throw the pants away if there was a full turd inside of the pants. I would do just what you said. I okay. would throw it away. No way I want to touch that. Would or even be near it. What kind of animal would do that? Yeah, that, that's a. a the crappiest uh, joke. <laughs> the word crappy. Yeah. Crappiest joke anybody can pull on somebody. That's horrible. I don't even know if it's a joke. It might have just been an accident, you know? Well, then you should, I would probably put it in a little box yeah. and mail it to him. Mail? Okay. Hey, we got this by mistake. I don't know why, but I think it belongs to you. Yes. Uh, Different uh, different question. Adam writes, Dear Meathead, I recently learned how to make tea from spruce trees. Have you ever heard of this, Dad? No. Did you say spruce yeah, trees? Yeah, he, he, uh, he, he, take, he clips off uh, the, the, the portion of the uh, tree and he makes tea out of it. He says, When growing up, did your family ever use any plants for medicine? No. Uh, growing up, we we really had none of that stuff. If we were, we didn't even know what aspirin was. But then again, I really was was not a sickling guy. But I had my aunt was a nurse, and uh, she like acted like a doctor. And uh, the the worst thing here's the thing that they would do to me anytime I had a cold. Uh, upper part of my body, I have all clothing off, lay flat on my belly, and they take glasses, the drinking glasses, called cupping, you know, they put a piece of cotton inside of it with a spit and light it up and put it on your back. And it starts sucking, uh, as it burns the oxygen, uh, there are about six, seven of them on your back. And uh, I would be laying out there for about an hour and when they take it off, they make a big noise, and then leave a ring mark around it. And for about a day, I was sore as all hell. And that, and that, and that heals you, huh? And that, and that works. Well, I don't know, but but I know how to get uh, doing that. I thought it was a punishment. That sounds like a, it sounds like somebody that they'd be better off using a voodoo doll. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't know anything about the voodoo dog, but we should know about that cupping business. Wow. Okay. I, I didn't know that. Anytime I would lie to them when they had a cold, I would try not to cough or sneeze or nothing because I was scared uh, of that they're going to be doing that to me. Okay. Well, maybe one day we'll be able to have Adam make you some spruce tea, <laughs> which sounds... Oh, so I have no, no talent of... Uh, yeah knowing what that uh, result would be that I yeah. can help this person out. Adam might be a little bit of a hippie, but I'd be willing to try the spruce tea. I'd, I'd, I'll try anything once. Well, I don't know. When something is really foreign to me, I keep away from it. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, like uh, delivery rooms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you were a gem. Man, that hero of yours. I never forget that. Dad, Joey writes this. Dear Meathead, did Eric pay you back the money from the chainsaw? Of course he did. He kept it for two months. Uh, 
but I think he was trying to trade it with somebody. No, but I did got it. Everything is fine. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I'm depositing it in the bank. All right. Very good. Do you have anything else, Dad, that you'd like me to sell off the top of your head? Uh, not at this moment, but I have a garage full of all kinds of stuff. I'll tell you what, we're going to set it back up to uh, sell it. I have tools that are worth $15, $20. I'm asking $3, 4 for it. For, you know? for uh, uh, Are you talking about a tool? Tools. Yeah, like, does it? What? what? I have a hedger. Uh, you mean, wait, do you, do you mean an edger or a, or a pair of hedge clippers? Hey, it's an electric hedger. Okay, so you can trim the bushes with it, right? Yeah. Oh. So I got a lot of odds and ends in here that I haven't even tackled it, but I, I just hate to part with them because it's part of my makeup. I, I got see. several electric uh, power tools, yeah. but I'm still hanging on to it. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, you know, I mean, if you need, if you want some cash for those, I'm sure somebody can... Uh, if you if you tell me what what is for sale, I'm sure I'm sure. Yeah, we, when it comes to advertise, I yeah. definitely will let you know. Well, I mean, we we can sell the hedge clippers. Are they're in they're in they're in good working order? They're in. Uh, is it an electric? Oh, they're mint condition. Is there in their elect? It's an electric hedge clipper, right? No, not most of them are. Some of them are not electric. Some of them are. Yeah. Electric. Yeah, yeah, they, they're electric, but I got a bunch of them that you just charge it up. No, I'm keeping that. I still have to trim hedges, silly. Oh, no, I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about big, powerful yeah. saws All right. and well, cutting okay. units. Yeah, next time I get there, I'm going to take some photographs. We're going to sell this stuff. These people are going to buy it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I got a lot of, uh, I got five, six big, big ticket items. Okay. And I've got a table saw that I don't know. Uh, I promised to give it to uh, Marquis, but I changed my mind. That's like a four or five hundred dollar item. It was three hundred and fifty, and it's beautiful. So, yeah, it was about years ago. Yeah, it's in great condition. That, that's the thing when you if you pay three fifty for it years ago, it doesn't de- it doesn't increase in value. It goes. Oh, I know that. Uh, and and this is the one that you didn't you say it was it was uh, compromised, and that's why you you cut your fingers off. Yes, but what had happened uh, where the, the line of uh, the cutting line is gone, it slid off. It kind of binded, and then that's where it cut my fingers off. So, is, so it's got to be just all we do is readjust it. Okay, well, as long as if you, because I would hate it if you sold it, and then the first person who's using it, it cuts his. No, see, my kid definitely wanted it. Wanted it. I was giving it to him for nothing. Yeah. But I decided I'm not going to do that. Oh, you, you, okay. What is that term, Indian giver? Isn't that what they call it? You're an Indian giver. Hey, that was an extra Indian price. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't want to just give it All away. Right. All right. Um, Trevor writes this. Until what age did Eric get nude birthday spankings growing up? I don't, I don't know why he would ask such a question, but he wants to know if you ever pulled down my pants and gave me nude birthday spankings. Never. Yeah, that's a horrible thing to ask. In fact, I never give him a spanking. Yeah, that's just stupid. Uh, I do know one time you were very angry at your brother. Yeah. And you were quite a bit older. You had a knife in your hand. Yeah, we've told that you story. That? Yeah, that 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 that's just, we don't need to go down that road again. 
the uh, hell? So I walked in and, and uh, squished the uh, uh, anger. Yes, you did squish the anger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jason had written, uh, Meathead, I was present for my daughter's births, uh, and I will never forget those moments. Can you tell us uh, how it was for you when Eric was born? And we already covered that. Uh, sorry, Jason. Uh, uh, Scott writes, Dear Meathead, your son Eric is really, really good at singing karaoke. If you could sing a duet with Eric or just hear him sing what song, what would you choose? First of all, this is news to me. I did not know that he used to karaoke. Oh, yeah, I'm great at it. Well, I, I really can't tell you what song I would choose, but though my favorite song is a song in English called Again. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember you singing that song, Dad. Yes. Okay. I, I think that would have, that's a, I sang it when I was in the hills of Iran, and there's nobody around me. Late at night, I would sing it. With, I had a tremendous voice as a younger person. But that would be my song, my favorite song. It never, it never leaves my brain. I imagine you doing that and then singing that loudly, and somebody at the bottom of the hill is like, "Oh no, there's that weirdo kid again." Yeah, well, no, there's nobody lives around it, but for for about a couple of miles, but it would magnify it. I could hear it coming back at me. Aha, uh-huh, you like the uh, uh, reverb? Yes. Dad, yes. Dad Brian writes this, dear Meathead. I was driving in an area that I didn't know well when I got lost and I got stuck on some dirt road. Oh. And then he writes, everything was going good until a couple of guys showed up and started acting like jerks. How should I have handled this? Thank you, Brian. Uh, Brian, you really had no choice of handling it in any way when you got two against one. Uh, the, the only thing you could have done be just totally gentle in conversing with them. And if they gave you advice how to get out of it, you let them give you that advice. Because you yourself are not able to get out of there. Okay, hold on. Let me, I'm, I'm going to write this down. They're being like, they're acting like jerks, but let them give you advice. Let, let them be a jerk. Let them do all the things that they're going to do. Okay. What about if there was only one guy? No, either way. Because this, if you're all by yourself and there's one guy, that one guy, one way or the other, can overtake you because he's ready to do that. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. <clears throat> okay. I mean, he's not going to. Unless he's a little guy, you can kick in a butt and <laughs> throw him off the curb. Uh, you know. Okay, Dad. How about this? John writes, Meathead, um, my three-year-old son refuses to use the toilet and throws a fit every time we make him sit on it to use the bathroom. Do you have any tips on potty training for a three-year-old boy? Maybe I should consult my wife about that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I would uh, try to make it a little comfortable potty put a little cushion around it or something. Maybe there's a problem that's irritating him. Why would he not want to do that as is, is a puzzle? Uh, but try uh, anything to comfort him or, or 
play music while he's sitting on a pop. <laughs> okay. Don't make an issue out of it. All Just right. let him, let him. Yeah, okay. Do so. I think that we ought to tell a story or something? You know, that's. Uh, that's not such a time type of a thing. All right, John. Let me. Uh, I'm going to share this with John to encapsulate. Uh, cushion on the toilet. <laughs> no, there's something that's irritating and something he's not excited with it. Uh, music. Play some songs while he's sitting on the cushion on the toilet. Or I'll play with him when he's on the toilet. Play with him. Yeah, you like to hold his hand. Hey, let's sing a song. Let's do this. Hi, honey. How are you? Uh, just don't force him. That sounds like, uh, all right, that, maybe that could be fun. Play with your child when he's on the toilet. Yeah. Maybe he'll forget it, and then he does it in his pants later on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. I tell you what, uh, I'm going to leave it right there. That is, uh, that, that that all sounds like it's some great advice on uh, on dear Meathead for yet another day. Okay. Okay. I'm glad to hear from you. Enjoy your holiday and your birthday. Well, the holiday is over, and uh, many, many more, honey. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's always a pleasure. You guys are the best, and uh, I was so glad to spend time with you. And uh, all right. And by the way, is Diana home yet? She'll be home later today. Okay. Okay, she burned no bridges behind her. <laughs> she's been a traveling chick since I saw her. D- did you just say she's burning the bridges behind her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even making it all by herself, you know. No, she's got friends. Well, yeah, she's got yeah. friends, but okay. I, keep, I keep my eye on her. Yeah, all right. Hey, Dad, I love you very much. I love you too, and enjoy the day, and have a great holiday, honey. Okay, what, yeah, the, the yeah, the holiday's over. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys. I love you, honey. Okay, love you too. Okay, okay you. thank you, thank you, Dad. Okay, there Bye-bye. you go. Yep, there it is. Another Rip Roaring edition of Dear Meathead. I, I, by the way, I put the graphic up. Brought to you by JM Synthetics during the last one minute of my time with my dad. Sorry, Jason. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> Child on the toilet, uh, advice for potty training, turns to uh, have the child sit on a cushion and read the child a story while the child is taking a dump or play a play with your child. Oh, this is hot on the heels of last week. The country is comprised of human beings. The meatheadisms are all, I mean, seriously, every single time, there's always a huge amount of them. Absolutely incredible. Okay. Let's see what you have to say. Here, B. Rabbit says, bravo. Tyler says, I'd like to hear him sing Cats in the Cradle. Hey, Dad! Adam, referring to his spruce tea, First Nation Tech. I'll make tea for all of you. All right. Um, Adam, who's kind of a hippie, he says, right on, you can still buy cups for cupping. Sounds like some voodoo. 
Uh, Kate says, Joanne brings me joy. Oh, you're not kidding. She is absolutely hilarious. Donovan is hanging out uh, in Charlevoix with my new pal, Justin. I think Donovan Swanson is the dude who got Justin on board with the show. I don't know how far I don't know how far back I go with Donovan, but he tipped off Justin. You got to listen to this fucker. Justin said, "Holy shit, this is funny." And then Justin signed up for Patreon. And then I met Justin in Grayling with all those sleazy Grayling sluts walking the street. The Grayling hookers. So thank you Don. You see, that's a perfect example. Donovan tipped off his pal Justin. And we're now, we're all friends for life now. How about that? Patriot Nick says, Meathead is a national treasure. You can't convince me otherwise. No, it's true. Tandy, referring to my dad, who does not remember the birth of me, does not remember if he was in the uh, delivery room and then suggested that he was out on a sales call for... uh, insurance while my mother was giving birth to me i don't remember things unless they brought me joy i purged non-happy moments uh joanne the losing it moment right after dad said that dad were you in the delivery room i don't remember (laughs) she lost her shit right there That was classic. Patriot Nick suggesting that he was smoking in the delivery room. I, you know, I, I totally believe that. All right, man, you guys are great. Thank you. That was a lot of fun. Always fun. Uh, Justin, who I was just mentioning. Yes, he is. You have to watch out for those sluts around there. Yeah, those grayling sluts are a mess. My God. All right. Dear Meathead, each and every week at about this same time. How about Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid? 616-532-6600. You have a trusted source in and around West Michigan, and that is Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Call them up if you need any information. 616-532-6600. But it is all oh so simple. Um, if you, okay, I love this element of it on Sunday. If I want to drop my car off Sunday night, I drop it off, drop the key in the drop box. And okay. On Monday, I'll get an email saying, okay, uh, this is what's wrong with it. We also found this problem, this problem, and this problem. You got to hit either the red button to decline it or the green button to approve the work. You do all that. It says, okay, they do the work. Then you get another alert saying, okay, we're done. This is what it costs. Put your information in here. It's all on your phone. Put in a few numbers, put in your credit card, whatever, your debit card. Pay for it. Uh, do you want to pick it up here during business hours, or do you want us to leave the key in the lockbox and you pick it up? Oh, I can't get there till 8 p.m. Okay, we won't be here. So uh, the key will be in the lockbox. Here's the code. You drive there, somebody drops you off. Hit the code, get your key, and get the hell out of there. 
Uh, that works. Or if you like to do it the old-fashioned way, you know, show up, uh, shoot the shit with whoever, you know, maybe uh, have a cup of coffee, and then off you go. You can do it that way, too. Hell, you can sit in the parking lot if you want. Whatever. Probably not, because they are very, very busy. But they are the absolute best. Irvine's Auto Repair, and you can find them online, E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Hang on. <coughs> Excuse me. E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvine's.com. Locally owned, veteran owned, lady owned. So one lady who's a veteran, lives here, is the boss. That would be Jamie. She's in charge. Partner in crime, but number two, she's the general. Her husband's the the uh, lieutenant, okay? That is Eric. Eric's uh, hand of the king, hand of the lieutenant, is Bruce. The sergeant, who is kind of like the muscle behind the whole organization, is the multi-talented Megan. Okay, this is, and this is all father, daughter, mother. It's all friends. This, is, this place is the best. You can trust them. That's the thing. When it comes to car repair, the last thing you want to do is have that terrible feeling that you're getting screwed right in the butthole. You, don't, you will never feel like your butthole is getting intruded on when you go to Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. I trust them, and you should too. That's one thing about doing ads on the show. There was never a time that I could do ads like that on the radio and say, yeah, Irvine's, they won't make you feel like you've been screwed in the butthole. I could never get away with that on the radio. There's so much I could not do on the radio that I now can do because of podcasting. All right. See if my tax guy got a hold of me yet. The Gins. Come on, man. Give me some info. All I want to do is I want to open up a message. It says, oh, man, this was a mistake. Uh, Ron Van Serksum says, happy birthday. Wendy Johnston, happy birthday, she says. Thank you. Okay. Josh Pettinger, go Josh, go, says, happy birthday. Thank you. My son, happy birthday. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it, folks. You're very kind. I'm not a um, get worked up and sad about a birthday. You ever have, know people that do that? Like get, and I, I've never understood that. Um, with the exception of the fat growing around my belly, I still feel quite young. I look old. Um. But, man, I feel great. I've never, ever gotten worked up over a birthday. I don't know what there is to get worked up about. Are you? Are people who get worked up about a birthday, is that because um, you just, you're one year closer, you're, you're well, every day, every minute, you're, you're closer to death. You're con- it's, 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 a, it's a finite amount of time you have here on the earth. The only thing is you don't know when. Is that, is that what's going on if you're a person who gets, who hates birthdays? Can you take me into your mind? What is the problem? What's hurting you? Is it because youth is leaving you? Oh, my God. Well, forget that. There's so many good things down the road. You know, I think who the people that um, I, uh, I could understand having a problem with a birthday 
as if they're alone or if they have if they're married but no kids oh god i don't know how you do that especially if you can't have kids i i mean oh, okay let's say you had the opportunity to have kids but now you're old and you never did and then you're like oh i should have had some kids oh no and you're like sweating it because you see that's why I try to make extra certain that my kids are happy with me. And I keep trying to impress upon them that you must take care of me when I cannot or your mother. You cannot put me in a home. I had a conversation with my father just this past weekend. Joanne and my dad walk up to me and uh, Joanne says, I want you to know something. I go, what is it? She says, if anything happens to me, your father is moving in with you. And what do you think of that? I said, sounds like a party. Uh, yeah, I'm, I am set up for that. What do you mean? Well, uh, first of all, it'd be fantastic having the NFK here and my dad here. I mean, it would just be, I go, we got the room. We got a bedroom for him on the main floor. Um, somebody would constantly be with him. He'd have companionship. There's always somebody here at the house, either Diana, me, Kevin. He loves Kevin. They get along great. Uh, we got the dogs. Uh, I work from home. If anything goes wrong, I just go right downstairs, help take care of him. I go, it'll be awesome. Great. He wants to live with you. I go, let's do it. I go, you got to put that in writing, though. You got to put that in your will. If you don't put that in your will, we're going to have a problem. So you must do that. Can you imagine the, the, the unbelievable? This is what you must do for your parents. You must take care of them. Because, well, I mean, even though it was revealed that my dad didn't even remember when I was born, uh, he still did take care of me. So, you know, when they get old, you got you to gotta do it for a handful of years. They took care of you for a handful of years. You can't just put your parents in a home. You figure it out, and you keep them with people. They cannot be alone. I don't want my, any family member of mine to be in the care of, because uh, you never know what you're going to get in a, any type of facility. You might get some dickhead who doesn't treat them well, and then you have elder abuse. Fuck that. That's how I feel. I'm pretty old school about that. I feel very, very strongly about that. It'll all work out. We got a little bit of time left. Um, let's see. Shakari Richardson is like the fastest uh, woman on the planet. Hold on a second before I do that. Jason writes, what if your parents don't like you asking for a friend? Oh, boy. It's up to the parents. Here be rabbit says, I will put my mom and dad in a nursing home at the first sign of weakness. You sick idiot. Dean says you'd have a live deer meathead segment. Well, if he has his faculties, yes. Tyler says he already cleans up one person's shit. He might as well add another. Nathan says Patreon starts at 10 central standard time. Starts uh, 11 
Eastern. Well, yeah, I guess that would be 10, your time. Yes. All right. Kent says, bring in Go Josh Go as a co-host sometime. Absolutely. Dirk says, not having kids isn't a curse. Well, I know that. Just saying, I mean, who's going to take care of you? You might wind up in a home. That's all I'm trying to avoid. Chris says, well, now I'm getting depressed. Well, yeah, you should. Who the fuck's going to take care of you? That's why. I feel bad for people who don't have kids. Okay? All right. Shakari Richardson. Fast grease lightning. Oh my God. And just a total babe. Oh my God. I have a thing uh, for women who have like a, a super muscly athletic sprinter body and no boobs. No boobs whatsoever. Hold on a second here. Let me get some uh, images of this. Amazing athlete, Shakari Richardson. Oh, my God. She is almost as attractive as a queen of the forest. Let's take a look. You're like, Zane, you're crazy. Look at this. Look at her. So strong. Unbelievably pretty. Am I am I the only one who feels this way? I mean, she looks like a dude. And I am so attracted to that. <laughs> she is as pretty as a picture, in my opinion. So beautiful. My look at her. Look at her go. Huh? Ah. I need to see her actually sprint. Carrie, Richard, um, race. I need something short. Hold on. Am I the only one who likes really athletic-looking women? Okay. Let's take a look. See, by the way, she is not competing in the Olympics. Okay, here we go. She is in lane lane four. She's got that orange hair. That's her thing. Watch how quickly she gets out of the blocks here. And then the back end of the race, she's always super fast. If she doesn't, if she isn't in first in the first thirty, she's going to get you in the back half of the race. Watch this. Boom, shot out like a cannon. But see, some of these chicks start out better than her. Okay. Going away in this thing. Ah, 10, 6, 500. Incredible. Well, she's not competing in the Olympics. She smoked pot, and it showed up in her system. Now, right away... People who are stupid 
are saying it's racism. It's not, but it is a little weird. Here's, here's there's a couple of variables here on this thing that are strange. Um, the suspension, the reason why they don't like you smoking pot, the IOC, is because sometimes pot can be used to quell pain. And when that happens, um, because people are like, well, geez, why is pot even illegal? Well, how come you can't smoke pot? The point of this is pot can sometimes dull pain sensations. And if that's the case, then they might keep training. They might be smoking the pot to get past an injury. And then um, they, they, they frown upon that because the athlete can then get hurt. And so it's a problem. So they keep it so that um, nearly everything is a banned substance. And then they test the shit out of you um, to determine whether or not you've done anything wrong. And they try to keep it as above board as possible because if one athlete has a foreign substance in their system, it's not. it could be a, a reason to have an unfair advantage over the others. That's the thinking. That's it. Everybody should work as hard as they can uh, with no substances in their body. So they keep it as as thorough as they can. Nothing. Well, she admitted, yeah, uh, there was a family issue that we had, and uh, I got off track, and I smoked some pot. And she was very upfront about it. And um, uh, because of that, they ended up banning her for 30 days, which falls into the window of the 100-meter finals. And so she cannot compete in the Olympics in the 100. However... The 30-day window ends prior to the uh, 4x100 relay, which they would have won. Uh, and she's, she's the fastest woman on the planet. So then the 4x100 team, they can now have her on that team. But they opted to not have her on there. And, oh, my God, I don't know. I don't know if... Uh, ugh. It's kind of messy. Uh, she she owned it. She uh, I, sh- I should say she owned it. Um. Uh, and and she said I I was trying to hide my pain, and uh, and she was well aware of what she did. She didn't say anything bad. She didn't say anything wrong. Uh, after the punishment was handed down, and the uh, United States track and field said. Uh, um that they appreciate her being forthright about it. They applauded her accountability for it and uh, will offer her uh, their continued support both on and off the track, but she does have to sit for 30 days. But why the U.S. Olympic team did not bring her on for the 4 by 100 I don't know. So now you see the problem. She's black. So everybody's like, all right, this is racism. That's, this is a racist thing. And I don't think it is, but I certainly understand why black people do feel that way. And I mean, it, it kind of looks a little bad. And she, by the way, she is, this is what, this is one of the things you have to have. If you're an Olympic sprinter, you got to have style and you got to have flair and you got to be hot. Like she is. Oh my God. Uh, Flo Joe. Remember her? 
super long nails. Uh, one leg is a is a onesie, and the other leg is is is. I mean, fashion. You got to have it all. You got to have your makeup done before you do the hundred. I mean, this is a short ass. This is a, a ten second race for God's sake. She's got it all. She had her hair done perfectly. All you got to do is get in there and kick everybody's ass, and she would have. And now she is shut out. Uh, I'm getting numerous people saying she's not hot. Tandy says she is almost Gretchen Whitmer hot. You don't know what you're talking about. Andrea says we've always known you. Uh, you are gay. Eric, uh, I don't think so. I have never had sex with a man. Nathan says she is good, just too much makeup. I don't know. Her nails are ridiculous. They look great. The pot. Apparently, I said the pot, and I sound like a tool. Tandy says she owned it. She is way hotter than the Gretsch. The Olympics, where you can't smoke pot and compete against women, but you can have a penis. <laughs> Dirk, that's good. That's really good. You know, that really puts that into perspective because it's true. That New Zealand weightlifter, uh, I think the, uh, the athlete's name is John McBigdick, is going to lift weights against the other women. So you're absolutely true. Or, yeah, that, that is absolutely true. I think that's more of a social issue, though, and an uh, equal rights thing. Uh, it's funny, though. The pot is done for the reason I explained to you, which you'll probably forget because that's a fact pretty stupid um uh, adam says no 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 i'm not calling you a tool for referring to the pot uh i quoted the band tool okay uh tyler says i remember when phelps was busted years ago and everybody lost their minds but he was still able to compete is that true i thought it was the opposite um, was Michael Phelps able to compete after pot bust? Shakari Richardson says, uh, or I should say, Sporting News writes how Shakari Richardson's Olympic suspension differ- differs from Michael Phelps' 2009 suspension. Richardson is facing a 30-day suspension for a positive test. She will not compete in the 100 in Tokyo, which is uh, slated for July 31. There was some hope that Richardson might be able to compete in the 4x1. That's August 6th. However, her positive test disqualified her winning time in the U.S. trials, so she will not participate in the 100. After the reports of Richardson's suspension went online, many commentators began wondering why Phelps was able to compete in the Olympics after a photo of him smoking weed from a bong, which he confirmed was authentic, leaked in 09. Here's how Richardson's situation compares to Phelps. Richardson is facing a 30-day suspension for testing positive for marijuana. Phelps' penalty after the photo leaked was much stiffer. 
USA Swimming suspended Phelps from competition for three months and said it would withdraw its financial support of him. The fallout from Phelps' suspension included more than just an inability to compete, though Kellogg announced it would not renew its expiring sponsorship deal with Phelps. So wait a minute. It's saying... Uh, Phelps was able to compete in the Olympics, but USA Swimming suspended him from competition for three months. Okay. It's timing. Phelps was suspended in February of 09, six months after the 08 Olympics, and five months after the 09 World Championships. Richardson's suspension goes into effect less than a month before the start of the Olympics. Yeah, so it's because it was the, the Olympics were already done. They're already passed. They're not going to uh, keep him suspended for four years plus for bu- for getting busted for pot. So there you go. Does that explain it? I hope so. So she can't compete. So another. So I I can't see Shakari Richardson, who I kind of have a crush on right now. And you all think I'm crazy. All right. Tyler says, I think it was quite some time before the Olympics. Uh, According to that, that's not the case. All right. Enough of that. Moving on. I want to play some audio for you. Uh, This, uh, not long ago, I played for you the, um, we, we talked about the, press conference to build up some hype for the July 24, I believe, boxing match, heavyweight boxing match between um, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. This is their third fight. This is a trilogy fight. Um, I forget who's won the first two, how it went, but uh, they had that five-plus minute stare down where they just – in the press conference, they just stared at, stared at each other. It was ridiculous. Two times. Remember, two times. Two times. That went on and on and on. Um, but now, there's a hype video on Twitter of Deontay Wilder lifting weights and... In the clip, hold on a second. I thought I, I thought I uploaded it. Okay. Hold on. This is embarrassing. This is a cringe. Oh shit. Okay, it's not here. Hang on. I'm gonna get it. Idiot. Asshole of the day in mere moments. That should be great. Now send your nominations in on the live stream. I want to hear what you think who could be the asshole of the day. Deontay Wilder shot a video of him bench pressing. I don't know if I'm that intimidated. First of all, he really struggled on the lift. You ever be lifting weights and, uh, it goes way off to the side, and your back arches up, and you can just barely. He's doing his one rep max here, okay? And, uh, in fact, I'll be able to um, show this to you at the same time that I'm talking about it, so you can see it. Oops. 
is. What? Watch this guy lose his mind here. And then listen to the shriek that he makes. I don't know how intimidated I am when this happens. I got, oh, shit, she looking ugly. Oh, she look like a whole birthday cake. Oh, shit. Damn. I got this. I got this. I got this. Let's go, baby. Come on. Come on, D. One, huh. two, huh. three. Huh. Come on, D. Train, you say I send my truck, I'm gonna run you over with a train, baby. Whoa, whoa! 310. <laughs> you better get your weight up. Yeah, I, I didn't understand a word of what the fuck he just said. Yeah. I'm gonna do this again. I got, oh shit, she looking ugly. Oh, she look like a whole birthday cake. Oh shit. Damn. Something about a birthday cake. I got this. I got this. I got this. Let's go, baby. Come on. Come on, D. One. Huh. Two. Huh. Three. Huh. His hands need to be wider. Come on, D. Come on. Get it. Yeah, the guys are helping him. Look at this guy. Train, you say a semi truck, I'm a run. There be a train, you see a semi truck, I'm a over with a train, baby. Whoa, whoa. 310. <laughs> you better get your weight up. Oh god. Yup, I got I don't know. There you go, Deontay Wilder. If that doesn't get you pumped up for the big fight, I don't know what does. Something about a birthday cake. Uh, 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 Tyler says when he's screaming, he sounds like the backup Terry guy. Which, by the way, uh, we did not play that for the 4th of July. I'm going to do that. Back up, back up. To hey, Tico. What is, it? is the kid's name Tico? Two cars coming. I want you to be able to see it and hear it at the same time. Back up, Terry. Okay. Okay, make sure I got you there. All right. Let's do this. Then we got an ad. Shit. So then I said to him, you ought to customize your car insurance with Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. <laughs> There's Terry. Hold the hand, Tico. Come on, Tico. Two cars coming. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two cars coming. Two cars coming. We got to wave the cars to pass. You got two cars coming two different ways. Bag up, bag up, yeah. 
Put a reverse there. Here we go. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. Put it reverse, Terry. Put it reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? What you doing, Terry? Rights never gets old. Awesome. What the, what the, what the, what you doing, Ter? Put a reverse, Ter. All right. <sighs> what do we got for the asshole of the day? Here be rabbit. You never seen that? Jason Mesa's best video ever. Which, by the way, Maze is like, Zane, what are you doing? You're chopping wood. The video of you chopping wood or a picture of you chopping wood. You got to have a, a block of wood. All right, fine. You got to have that underneath the log, Zane. Otherwise, all the, all the uh, weight gets, all the uh, freaking uh, force goes into the ground. It makes it more difficult. I'm like, oh, shut up. Look at the pile of wood. But you're right. I should, I should have done that. All right. Who is going to be the asshole of the day? Let's take a look at what we talked about. First of all, uh, I was extremely stressed yesterday. I had the uh, the vet incident uh, or the news that Daisy needs to be operated on. Uh, There's a high bill for that. No big deal. The tax bill. The IRS says, holy shit, you owe us $13,000. What? Mystery there. Uh, stuttering John was not stuttering John. Uh, LeBron James... Confronting the PA announcer, Mike Ball is stupid and thinks that he that that uh, LeBron James is an idiot. Well, yeah, he is an idiot, but he was right in this case, I believe. We had Dear Meathead, my dad revealing that he is not he was not he doesn't remember anything about when I was born on on July seventh, nineteen seventy. Uh, Olympic sprinter Shikari uh, Richardson, she's out. Deontay Wilder likes to scream and speaks funny. Uh, some suggestions about the IRS. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I, that's, that's up in the year. Asshole of the day, the Olympic committee people, T.O. says. Uh, Kate says LeBron. Definitely the IRS says Sarah. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm the only one who feels this way. Hold on a second. I wrote it wrong. Uh, I think the asshole of the day is the PA announcer. Fuck that. That guy is an asshole. The PA announcer should not have said that. Embarrassed the hell out of LeBron's kid. And, and, and I would have done the same thing. Adam says LeBron for naming his kid Bronny. Yeah. All right. I'm going to add that to it then. LeBron for naming his kid Bronny. Corey says LeBron James, asshole of the day, now and forever. Tio says, oh, the PA announcer out of left field. There you go. 
That is your asshole of the day on the Eric Zane Show podcast. And that is the end of the podcast. That's it. I'm done. We'll have the Patreon bonus podcast happening uh, a little bit, uh, in just a little bit, 56 minutes. It'll start at 11 a.m. promptly. As always, I thank you for your time in watching this podcast. I would love to have you on my Patreon. That does keep the meter moving in a quick way. So that is with uh, your hard-earned dollars. I'm so very thankful if you supported in the past or, are you, or, or you are supporting now. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Have a good one, folks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.